Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Namaste Podcast, a podcast dedicated to uplifting the soul, discovering connections between spirituality, mindset, and wealth. I hope you're having the most spectacular and magical week so far. I'm Melissa Malati, and <laughs> if you are brand new to the show, sometimes, like today, I am feeling a little hyper and um, you get to see this side of me and sometimes you don't. But for the most part, you get to see this side of me and I'm generally pretty hyper because my guests are so awesome and I just love interviewing people about spirituality, about mindset, about wealth, about their lives. I love hearing people's stories and it gets me excited, which brings me to today's guest whom has made me very excited over the last few weeks. She is so awesome and her story is very inspiring. Her name is Jamie Lynn Sokolov and she has written the book Persevering for Peace, A Guide to Finding the Light in the Darkest of Times. So you guys I know are going to love this episode. What an awesome human being. So inspiring. Very excited to share it. And before we get into it, I just wanted to give you all some big news, actually. So as you may or may not know, I've spoken about this on Lunchtime Sunshine, my live stream show on YouTube and uh, just on my regular YouTube videos as well. YouTube.com slash Melissa if you don't know what I'm talking about. Anyways. I have spoken about this really big thing that happened in my life in January and it uh, has now come to an end and it is pretty exciting. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, in January, I was casted to produce and narrate an audiobook for Audible called The Candle Magic Spellbook by Bridget Bishop and now it is officially out and available to download on audible yay so so exciting what an amazing journey this was it was challenging it was thrilling it was just everything that i could ask for in a project i had so much fun doing it and i am just so so excited that it is out and i am now on audible guys pretty exciting from podcast to audiobooks pretty cool. <laughs> Anyways, you can download it on Audible. Once again, it's the Candle Magic Spellbook by Bridget Bishop, narrated by yours truly, Melissa Melodies. If that interests you, go check it out. There is a sample on there where you can just listen to, you know, a portion of it. But in any case, I'm excited to share that. And on that note, though, guys, um, you may or may not know this, but Audible does sponsor this podcast, and I have an awesome code for anyone that is a new listener. If you don't have a subscription to Audible, you can use my code and you can get a free 30-day trial and download one free audiobook. So all you got to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash namaste, and then you can redeem your free audiobook. So very exciting. And hopefully you will choose the Candle Magic Spellbook by Bridget Bishop, narrated by Melissa Malati. Anyways, guys, that's all the news I have for you today, and I think it is time for us to jump into my interview with Jamie. Like I said, she's awesome, so I'm excited to share it. Here we go. Enjoy. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Namaste podcast, a podcast dedicated to uplifting the soul, discovering connections between spirituality, mindset, and wealth. 
I'm your host, Melissa Malati, and today we have, of course, a very special guest. Her name is Jamie Sokoloff, and she is the author of Persevering for Peace, a Guide to Finding the Light in the Darkest Times, as well as she's also the founder of Rick's Run. It's a 15K run that was created in honor of her late father, Rick. Last year, the run raised thirty thousand dollars for the heart and stroke foundation which is so awesome so jamie i'm so excited to have you on the show today welcome thank you thank you so much for having me i'm really excited oh you're welcome and it's jamie's birthday so happy birthday jamie thank you so much (laughs) if you're lucky i may sing you you know the marilyn monroe style at the end (laughs) (laughs) if if i still have uh the energy if i'm not feeling too embarrassed (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so Jamie, why don't we just start off with talking about your book, what, you know, inspired sure. you to write it and the journey around that. Sure. Um, so this book unfortunately started after the death of my father. Um, it's quite the story. My parents were on their dream trip to Bora Bora to celebrate my dad's 59th birthday on their layover in Tahiti. Um, just before they're boarding the plane, my dad holds his chest and says, I don't feel so good. Passes out. Um, and he was given CPR, a couple waiting to board the flight actually jumped in and did CPR and he was resuscitated four times, brought to the hospital in Tahiti, um, went into surgery and my mom was able to sit with him after surgery, but he was still unconscious and his organs started to fail. So my mom told him, she held his hand and said, if you need to go, you go. So a couple hours later, he passed away. Um, my mom was stuck in Tahiti by herself. Uh, it's a French speaking country. She doesn't know a word of French. So it was just an absolute disaster. Um, my brother and I jumped on the next flight out. So it ended up being 24 hours of flying. We got to Tahiti. We said our goodbyes and got the arrangements to get his body home. Um, we were, we had his funeral service once his body was able to get home um, right before COVID, actually, and we had, were fortunate enough to have 700 people at his funeral. Um, wow. Ontario shut down the week after. So very, very lucky for that. Um, but anyways, just after that, I became really depressed and very, was questioning my life and why I still need to be here. Why am I here? Um, so right after that, my mom actually got diagnosed with cancer. So everything in my life that could go wrong just went wrong. So I was sad and I was depressed. And then one day I woke up and I said, no, I'm not, I'm not wasting my life anymore. I'm not, I'm not going to sit at home and cry and waste this life. My dad gave me, he worked too hard and was too strong of a person to let me waste my life. So I began writing and writing and writing and it turned it turned out to something I felt called to share. So I got a self-publisher and I published it. It's about the life lessons my dad had taught me and how I've applied them to my life after his passing. So I just felt really called to share and help anyone else going through a rough time. Wow, that's beautiful. And what a story. Oh my gosh. Do you think maybe your dad was there while you were writing? I think so. I think think so. I felt this process. Wow. That's incredible. And would you be willing to share some of the lessons you might have learned and something, some things that you touch on in the book? Sure. Um, the main one is in the title. So it's persevere. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have a tattooed on my wrist in my dad's writing. So 
Uh, It's my daily reminder to just keep going, keep going forward. No matter what life throws at you, you have to, you have to stay strong. So that was one of his main lessons. Anytime something would go wrong, he would say, don't worry, we'll we'll keep persevering. We'll get through this. We'll persevere. So that's the main lesson that always has stuck with me. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And even from doing this, you went on to creating Rick's Run. So can you talk a little bit about that? Did So part of my healing process, which is mentioned in my book, um, one of the things is something that makes me happy, which I'll touch on later, but another one was something to keep me busy. So I wanted to keep myself busy. Um, I was going to work and I found when I came home, I would just cry myself to sleep. So I needed something to put all my energy into. So, and I was a runner, so I decided to create Rick's Run. Um, It's a 15 kilometer run, um, socially distanced from wherever you'd like. So it ended up being just me. I was doing a charity run for my dad. It was, I was just gonna run it. My boyfriend was gonna run it with me, but we ended up getting 60 other runners all over the world. We had people in Ireland, British Columbia, England, everywhere. So it was great. And we managed to raise $30,000 for the Heart and Stroke Foundation. That's incredible. Thank you. That is so cool. And you, you now have connections around the world and you've probably met so many friends from that experience. So that's just really beautiful. Thank you. Wow. Oh, cool. Awesome. Sorry. I thought you were going to say something else. (laughs) That's really, that's really awesome. So $30,000. And I saw that you had a lot of people donate online. You had like a GoFundMe for it and people were helping. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Very cool. And, um, are you doing it again this year? I am. Yeah. This year, my goal is 60,000 and I've actually decided to split the funds between heart and stroke and, um, oh, what's it called? Shades of hope, um, animal or wildlife refugee. So my dad loved animals and he loved birds and they have a really good bird, um, rescue. Okay. So that's, that's why I've awesome. decided to switch it. Yeah. That's beautiful. And do you already have a date for it already? Is it? I same? do. September 12th. Just because last year it was in July and it was too hot. Okay. Well, I actually, I didn't tell you. So um, before we did this, um, we, uh, Jamie and I were doing a Reiki session before we started. And in any case, I didn't tell her, but I'm actually a runner myself. And I've done a few, I've done a couple 15K. I weirdly did a half marathon and that was much more of a challenge um, years ago. But um, yeah, I'm asking because I think I would love to do that. I would love to train and be a part of this with you in, um, in September. And that's that's probably great that you changed it because yes, July is really (laughs) hot. And I noticed that you did it in July last year, right? That's right. Yeah. I would love you to to run with us. That's awesome. That would be so fun. Well, cool. And man, such a crazy journey. And how are you feeling today? Like, have you, I mean, today's your birthday, obviously, but like, have, you know, had, have you had any more revelations since writing the book or any new things that, you know, that you would like to share any new um, lessons that you've learned? Um, I just, from sharing my story, I know how much support I do have. And it's so Mm. nice to know. Um, I've kind of seen people for their true colors. I've had to set boundaries with a lot of people, family Mm. included. Wow. Um, but you also see the people, the good in people and how much they do want to support you. So I really do appreciate everyone who has been there for me. Yes. And I saw that you 
talk a lot about energy in your book. And so it makes sense that you're talking about boundaries and setting it because often when we're on our journey, I've found in the past, um, when I was on my own sort of growth journey, you do find that when people aren't in alignment with you anymore, they just kind of fall out of your life. And you do kind of have to set boundaries in order to really stay true and authentic to, you know, living in that good headspace. Mm -hmm. And certainly with, you know, the times that we're in right now, um, you know, if, you're watching the news every single day. If you're watching, you know, just consuming content, that's a little bit lower energy. It's going to pull you Mm -hmm. down. Right. And so, um, I did read in your media media kit, you were saying that you really try to tune out anything that's, you know, lower negative energy and really try to just, um, conserve your energy. And I think that's beautiful. And I think that's truly a key to, um, overcoming depressive states as well as of course, finding an outlet for your, um, for all of this energy and all, you know, all the emotions that are coming up. So it's not to me, not a coincidence that, you know, you started this run and you've come so far and you're, you know, feeling much better today Mm because running is an outlet. It's a way of exerting that energy. And we all need to certainly when we're feeling down. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, well, that's fantastic. That's wonderful. So, um, are you I know, I know that you kind of are, but I, just for everyone else listening, cause they don't know okay. you, um, let's talk a little bit about your spiritual side. So have you grown up, you know, with any sort of religion around you? Are you spiritual? Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this? Um, so I went to a Catholic school, but no, I'm absolutely not religious after everything that's happened. I mean, no offense to anyone who is, but mm-hmm. just, I, um, I have a hard time with it now. Okay. So this kind of year has started my like spiritual journey. I, I like crystals. I like the earth. I like the universe. I, I believe in Oracle cards. I've kind of started my own spiritual journey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That, and yeah. It's interesting that you were brought up Catholic because so was I. And mm. I find that, and I've, I've at least found that a lot of people that end up going down this journey, they had sort of a spiritual root in the beginning, which is interesting. And I wonder, I, you know, I question whether maybe that's what makes us a little bit more open just because we were back in the day. I don't know, but, um, it's, it's remarkable the amount of people that I've had on the show that are quite spiritual that said they start off Catholic or Christian. Mm -hmm. So I found that really interesting. Well, that's cool. And do you, have you had a psychic reading before? Have you done anything like that? No, I haven't. Um, funny enough though, I won, um, a gift basket at the salt, the salt cave I go, they sell my book as well. Um, I won a gift gift basket and I had actually had a certificate for a medium. So I'm booked in April. I'm really excited about that slash really (laughs) nervous about that. That's awesome. Hold on. Can I take a guess? Is her name Dorota? No. Oh, darn it. Okay. I have a medium (laughs) friend who actually works in the salt caves. So it's, I, I've never been to one myself and I want to ask you about that in a second, but, um, she works in them. She'll do readings in the salt caves and sometimes she'll give a, give away free readings for, for people or like organizations or, or events or whatnot. So I thought maybe that would be cool if that's who it is. Cause I love her. I'm like, we're great friends. So Well, that's cool. And so you go to mm-hmm. salt caves. Can you talk about that? I do. Yeah. Um, well, I had, I followed a place in Uxbridge. It's holistic salt therapy and, uh, sorry, therapy and salt cave. Cool. And it's amazing. Their cave is absolutely amazing. Um, the lady actually bought my book beforehand oh. and she really, it really resonated with her. So she said, you know what? I'd love to sell it 
at my store. So my friend and I went in and we used the salt cave while I discussed like the details with her and I'm hooked. It's awesome. It's a really, really nice place. Cool. Yeah. A lot of people that have done it. I mean, pretty much everyone that I've talked to that I've had, that has done it has had a great experience and felt just, I don't know, rejuvenated from it. It's similar yeah. to um, the tanks, the water tanks, I forget what they're called. I oh, haven't float done tanks. that either. Float tank. That's it. Yeah. Uh, have you done that? I haven't. I, I'd like to do that. I think I'd go crazy though. Yeah. <laughs> just, just not doing yeah. anything for a solid hour. <laughs> They say that you end up being in a little bit of a present dream state and just sort of like you just become very imaginative because you're just kind of surrounded by black, you know, it's just darkness. So, um, I kind of want the experience just to see how that pans out because it sounds interesting, but I've thought about that too. Turning off my brain might be a little bit um, difficult for an hour Mm -hmm. or two hours. Some people do three hours. Well, it probably takes you about an hour to calm down and stop the thought, right? Probably. Yes. Yeah. Not like the, I mean, if you struggle with claustrophobia, which I kind of do probably just to like slow your body down from panicking. Yeah. <laughs> I would <exactly>. assume. <laughs> well, that's cool. And I also read that you're very much like a health enthusiast, uh, you know, you I practice am. yoga. Can you talk a yeah. little bit about that? Sure. Uh, that's another point covered in my book. So um, another thing I used for my healing was find something to keep you mentally and physically healthy. Awesome. So mentally, um, I've done yoga. I've um, done yoga. I've tried Reiki. I've just been more spiritual. But um, physically, I've become a vegan. I've been nine months vegan. Wow. Yeah. And I do yoga, I go running, I just try to focus more on my health. Love that. Mm-hmm. Was um, was there something in particular that, that drew you to becoming vegan? Were you watching documentaries or whatnot? Just curious about that. Um, it's something I've always kind of wanted to do. I'm like really drawn to nature and animals. I've always kind of had it in the back of my mind. Um, and I hadn't eaten red meat since I was 12 anyway. So it was just chicken oh. and fish I was eating. Okay. Um, But yeah, so after my dad passed away of a a blockage and my mom got diagnosed with cancer, it was just kind of, I just felt like I needed to do it and I feel great. And I'm so glad I did do it. That's fantastic. That's actually something that I went through as well. I ended up going like full vegan for uh, about two and a half, three years. I'm a little bit more lax at this point. um, But, (laughs) but for the most part, I did find that I went through a lot of emotional changes and I kind of like my body was calling to do this. So Mm -hmm. have you, have you really noticed a lot of physical changes or just how your thinking may have changed? Yeah, I don't have as much brain fog. Um, I'm just thinking clearer. Uh, my hair is shinier. My Ooh. skin is shinier. I just feel good. I just feel happier. Oh, that's fantastic. That's interesting about the brain fog. Cause that's something that I experience as well. However, I also stopped gluten. Are you eating gluten? Glu- well, are you still eating gluten? <laughs> I am. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. I don't know why then. Um, cause I kind of always just tied that Okay. Together. I and, think more dairy. Ah, uh, yes. Well, definitely dairy as well. And I wasn't eating dairy, but um, I thought, hmm, interesting. Okay, cool. Interesting. Yeah. Because I still experience brain fog, but I, <laughs> I just thought it was because of um, the fact that I'm eating bread and the occasional Nutella <laughs> on toast. It's really hard to avoid. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Okay, very cool. And um, 
is I, I know that you had written about how attitude has been a huge thing for you and shifting mm-hmm. your attitude. I know that that's a big part of your book. And um, I remember reading that you, you have a favorite quote saying, see the bigger picture. Can you talk a little bit mm-hmm. about that? So that was another lesson my dad taught me. Um, whenever I would let something like trivial bother me and I'd get so upset, he'd said, Jamie, see the big picture. Like, oh. come on, stop sweating the small stuff. Yeah. So that was um, a big one for me. And it just, an overall attitude change. I'm a huge believer in the law of attraction and just thoughts become things. Mm-hmm. So the more positive I thought, the more positive things I attracted in my life. Of course. Did you start following the law of attraction after this whole experience or were you kind of delving into the spiritual world beforehand? I read the secret like a few years ago. So I always tried to apply it to my life. I never did, but it would always be in the back of my mind. But during my journey, um, after writing the book, I just kind of thought like, you know, no, I'm going to think positive thoughts. I'm going to help people with this. That's beautiful. I think, um, maybe you had this experience, but a lot of people seem to, when they read the secret, feel like they understand, but not fully grasp it because I, I think the book isn't the most, um, doesn't, doesn't do a very good job at really discussing what you need to do to shift your life. It's not just about thinking positive. It's about feeling mm-hmm. po- like feeling the, the beliefs and the, and the vibration that you want to feel. And there's just so much to it that I feel like the book kind of touches on, but doesn't really yeah. emphasize. So I, I often hear similar experiences where people have picked up the book and didn't really like apply it or fully get it until a few years down the line. And that was my experience mm-hmm. as well, actually. So, okay. um, I, I started listening to it like over and over again on audiobook, And then I swear I must've listened to it every single day for a the entire summer. And it wasn't mm-hmm. till probably about 60 listens in, not even joking. Did I fully just have a moment of, oh, it's the feeling that <laughs> creates the attraction. Got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Once you get it, you get it though. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So do you have um, any books that you've been reading recently that really have changed your life or really have helped taught you a lot of things or maybe helped inspire you for your book? Um, yeah, well, tons of books. I'm a huge reader. I have like three on the go right now, but, uh, what I'm reading now is Tribe Called Bliss, uh, by Lori Harder. Um, she's great. And that's all about self-development. So I've been kind of aiming more on self-development and self-help books. Nice. That's my favorite. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Um, when I was working at chapters, I, um, was known as a self-help girl because that's all I would, (laughs) so I can, I feel you on that one. Awesome. And did it influence you? Oh, well, you're, you're reading that right now. You haven't finished reading it right now. Yeah. Do you have an all-time favorite self-help book? Um, not off the top of my head. Um, I love the love languages. I know you've talked about it on a podcast before. Um, I've read that. So I do love that. Oh, that's a good one. Have you read, um, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Um, I have it. It's funny. I'm looking at my shelf right now. I have it, but no, I haven't read it yet. I'm, I mean, I'm a little bit biased at this point just because John Gray has been on the show twice now. Okay. (laughs) I'm I'm just like obsessed with him because he just is filled with knowledge. However, if you are drawn to the love languages book, you'll love 
that book. There, there's a lot of correlations and similar concepts in John Gray's book. And mind okay. you, he wrote it in the eighties. So that just like blows my mind that this yeah. has been around for so long. Um, but if you feel drawn to it, I would definitely pick up that one. Cause it certainly is. It has a lot, um, a lot of things to learn in, in regards to loving, you know, your partner and everyone around you. But mm-hmm. I would say more importantly, yourself, which is really cool. It's a, okay. I'll take it off the shelf. Yeah, do it. <laughs> It'll be my next one. Add it to the, to the list, four books on the go. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's awesome. Well, um, on every one of my shows, I love to pull cards for my guests. So are you down for me pulling a card for you? I am. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So for everyone listening, we are using the psychic tarot Oracle deck And, um, I'm just going to kind of go with it. So I'm going to put my microphone down and shuffle through the cards and Mm -hmm. ask for some guidance on what you may need to know. Oh, actually wait, Hmm. bad Melissa. I forgot you have the option. Would you like general knowledge of what you need to know right now? Or do you have a specific question that you would like to have answered? Hmm. Uh, I think I'm going to go for general knowledge. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. One second. Okay, so we have a few cards for you. Oh, okay. The difference between me now and me pre-quarantine is at this point, I have been taught how to read cards without using the book. (laughs) Pre-quarantine, I was using the book to really (laughs) flip through and like, you know, figure out what the messages mean. However, I now know what they mean and I'm able to follow just guidance. So it makes it a little bit more fun because when three cards would come up before, it's just, it's really long. So- Um, I'm going to first touch on something. So right before we started this episode, everyone, I did a Reiki session, a distance Reiki session with Jamie. And one of the common themes that I said to her was power and owning her power. And a red dragon came up and that symbolizes, you know, luck and just like the power of, you know, a dragon. And I just, I very much felt that she is, you know, really sitting in her power and she's coming into herself and her power. And, uh, the general theme of this reading is power. And that's the card that came up. So I just wanted to first say that. So that's like the theme of what we're talking about right now. Okay. So the first card that popped up is financial and material changes. Okay. So when I look at this card, we, I'm first drawn to, um, well, of course there's a hand on it. Uh, mm-hmm. I should really actually describe what's on these cards for everyone listening. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like a- <laughs> I'm so used like, to at this point doing video, um, episodes. So for everyone <laughs> listening, I'm looking at a financial and material changes card 
there is a hand on it with some jewelry on it. And there's many different colors coming out of the hand as well. There's green, red, purple, and blue. And I'm really drawn to the green and purple and the ring on the middle finger. So um, and the middle finger is usually what I represent for the power finger. So it goes hand in hand with the message. Um, but yes, financial and material changes are coming into your life. So something to be aware of, nothing to be feared. Just know that there are some changes going to be happening. You're going to have to, you know, maybe switch some things from the visa to the line of credit if you have one <laughs> sort of thing. It's, but it's not going to mm-hmm. be detrimental. It's not going to be anything you need to worry about. Just, it might be a little uncomfortable for a second. And, you know, um, often uncomfortable times lead to positive and enriching and beautiful times. And mm-hmm. when we can get through the uncomfortable usually something wonderful comes on the other side. So just something to be aware of, not something to worry about. So if you find yourself feeling a little bit worried about financial changes, Mm -hmm. just try to tell yourself all is well, things are happening for my highest good, that that's just kind of, you know, something that's happening right now, but the bigger picture, like your dad would say, (laughs) is that things will be fine. Okay. So that's just sort of the beginning of this because Mm -hmm. after you get through this uncomfortable time, we will have recognition and reward. This card came up. So here we have a man just sort of bowing down kind of in a meditative position on the card. And there's, look at that sunshine Mm -hmm. light shining down upon him. When we first started talking today, I told Jamie that she has sunshine energy and she absolutely does. And I've talked about this a lot on this um, podcast and of course on lunchtime sunshine. And it's just a specific energy that everyone can have and can feel it's a, it's a vibration. It's a frequency, um, where you're really spreading love and you're, you have the intention of spreading love and, and you, it's clear that you're doing the work and you're, you know, in a place where you're loving yourself and you start to vibrate on this high frequency. It's really the frequency of joy. I don't know if you know Mm -hmm. about the emotional guidance scale, but that is um, the highest frequency. You should look that up. If you don't know, it's, it's, I I feel guided to tell you that. Um, (laughs) So it's, it's the highest frequency. So essentially there is light and sunshine and joy shining down upon you. And it's, you know, it's like, that's you right there in the picture, sort of bowing down and kind of going with the flow. And through doing that, you are going to receive recognition and reward. Okay. For all of your hard efforts. Okay. So that's that card. And of course, look at that triumphant success is the next card. That's incredible. And here we have a, well, just like a hand coming out of the ground with a sword, mm-hmm. um, ready to fight. And actually what I, what I see when I look at this car and I look at the hand coming out of the ground, mm-hmm. I, you know, you could perceive it as, you know, someone was probably, you know, weirdly buried alive. You could see it as that. It's like, mm-hmm. why is there a hand coming from the ground? Perhaps that's their emotions. Perhaps that's the crap that's been happening in their life. And they've been Mm -hmm. feeling like they, you know, they have been drowning a little bit or buried alive, but they're persevering (laughs) and they're strong and the hand is coming out and it's, it's finding the light and it's coming through those bad times. And that, that's what this Mm -hmm. is saying. It's saying that you're going to have triumphant success. You are (laughs) coming out strong and you are in your power going back to the original card. Awesome. 
great reading. Yeah. Wow. That's, I mean, I, I love this about this episode about this podcast. Sorry. Um, because I put out the intention of having the highest, you know, beautiful frequencies come to my show and reach out to me. That's sort of, you know, what I intend for the show. And it's mm-hmm. just to me, not a coincidence that everyone I have in the show gets some kind of card of triumphant success or good things mm-hmm. are coming, you know, because I'm also asking for that for the show. So it only makes sense that I would also pull that for you. But in a, you know, a huge deck of so many cards uh-huh. those are the ones you get, you know, it's wonderful. Amazing. So I hope that something resonated with you and I will leave that with you and say, God bless. so that's wonderful all right well before we finish up I would love if you could tell everyone where they can find your book to buy it as well as if they wanted to sign up and participate in your run where they can find all the information on that sure Uh, so the book it's called persevering for peace Um, you can find it on Amazon or you can DM me I have a big stack of them so I can mail them as well so whatever you prefer Uh, my Instagram is at Jamie Sogloff so, um, and Rick's run, our website's going to be going live probably next week. Um, I'm hoping for his, his anniversary, the anniversary, of his, ugh, sorry, the anniversary of his death is February 20th. So within a couple of weeks, we're going to make the website live. It'll be ricksruncanada.com. Wonderful. And do you have a personal website or anything I don't. Um, I'm in the works. Okay, great. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> Wonderful. So they can just find you on Instagram. That's where yeah. you're primarily hanging out. It's so weird for me because I deleted all my social media like six months ago. I noticed ago. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I ha- I brought it back up not too long ago and then I um, people started messaging me and uh, mm-hmm. I, well, I was hearing that people were trying to get a hold of me. I thought this is too confusing. I'm not on it. I shouldn't have it alive. So I de- deactivated it again. <laughs> but for- how I found your email, but, um, I, you were hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was I? <laughs> okay. You know what? Thank you, you for saying that. Thank yeah. you for saying that. Cause that's actually something I need to be aware of. If I'm not going to have social media, I have to make sure that I'm not, that I'm mm-hmm. easy to find because people mm-hmm. need to be able to get a hold of me. So, um, yeah, thank you for saying that. <laughs> no problem. I, I found you though. So all is great. <laughs> that is, that is true for sure. Well, awesome. Well, Jamie, this has been very inspiring. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And it's, you know, it's pretty remarkable what you're doing and you're going to help so many people that are probably going through something similar to you. I know, um, I, I know people personally that have gone through a passing recently and the grieving process is, um, extremely difficult. And just through working at chapters, they're actually aren't enough books like yours. And I've had a lot of people come into chapters in the past that had asked for books for, you know, beautiful stories like yours, and mm-hmm. there just isn't an, enough of them. So it's great that you've done this. Cause I, I think that it'll resonate with so many people and help so many people. And, um, I'm not sure if it's in chapters yet, but you got to get it in there. Cause people need to read your story <laughs> and need to, you know, um, oh. need to hear it. So. Well, thank you so much for having me and allowing me to share my story. I really do appreciate it. Um, The book is, once I get it out there, I feel it will help others and I really appreciate it. I I absolutely agree and think it will as well. So that's wonderful. Thank you. All right. Well, the motto of my show is the grass is always greenest where you are right now. So I just like reiterating it every single time, just because I feel like it's a nice affirmation. Yeah. Just a good, you know, thing to end 
the show on a good note sure. to end the show on because it's you know a little reminder of just trying to be present and vibrant living happens in the present moment. I was just speaking to someone the other day about celebrating life, how important it is to celebrate life. And we celebrate in the present moment. So I just think it's a great reminder of that. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and check out my other content on youtube.com slash Melissa Malati. There I have posted videos on why I quit social media, on lots of different things that I can't think of in this very moment lol um so many things that's where um lunchtime sunshine is located if you don't know oh my gosh I'm leaving this in because this is a natural flop that I just feel that everyone will be able to relate to um we have lunchtime sunshine it is the weekly three times a week live stream where we talk about what we're grateful for. We do a little meditation and we get into that good feeling state. So if you want to be a part of that, that is on YouTube. You just have to be subscribed in order to know when I go live. You can turn on that notification bell by clicking it beside the subscription button on YouTube as well as of course I do have my discord channel and that is a just a large chat community where we do all the same things that we do on lunchtime sunshine, but you will, are able to be in contact with me 24 seven pretty much. Um, and we talk about what we're grateful on there and we uplift each other. And it's just really a very positive space for people to come and hang out and, um, connect on a very high vibrational level. So join us by clicking the link in the description box for this episode. All of the information that I just listed <laughs> will be on there, as well as the link to download the Candle Magic Spellbook by Bridget Bishop, narrated by myself. Yes, I've said that a lot. But anyways, um, if you're interested, the link will be on there. <laughs> Love you guys so, so much. Thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned for next week for um, the next episode on Tuesday as well as on Friday at 3 p.m. on YouTube. I will release my newest video episode. So I hope you will join me. YouTube.com slash Love you guys so much. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.